Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mayday, bitches. Hello and welcome to the first ever broad topics discussion. We're going to try to I'm going to try to keep this as least awkward as possible. <laughs> My name is Colleen. My name is Amanda and I'm Shandy. Welcome everybody to the Zoom show. How is it going? Um, Joanne is here. Do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Joanne with the plan. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Uh, Ro? I'm Ro from New York. Uh, Will? I'm Will in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Mandy, is that you? Yes. Hi. I had to steal my child's laptop to do this. <laughs> I don't know how to log out of her Zoom. So it says Maddie. <laughs> uh matt loves tv is here hello and jim from new hampshire yes not maine <laughs> nope. i'm close to maine very like a half hour drive but not maine. Pretty close. and uh jim is here cool all right <laughs> uh how's it going everybody um so if you haven't caught on uh what we're trying to do is once a month have a interactive discussion with listeners uh, where we can talk about current events or something that's going on in the world, uh, particularly leading up to the election. We'll do it once a month for now. If we want, if there's a, you know, a, a good reaction to this, uh, we'll add more, maybe go to every other week uh, when we get into the fall. But um, yeah, so very glad that you guys joined us. Um, does anybody have anything that they particularly want to discuss? I know there is so much going on in the world right now. Every I mean, time. we do have somebody in from Portland on the call with us. Mm. I was wondering, like, what is the rest of the country hearing about what's happening in Portland? Why don't Why don't you tell us what is going on from? I don't know. Well, you know, we've been having nightly protests since. You know, right around the time George Floyd was killed, and um, and you know, maybe seeing pictures of where people would like cover an entire bridge where they're, you know, laying down um, on their back. You know, just kind of a symbolic gesture. Um, I guess the first couple of nights it was really, well, the nights where it got really bad in terms of looting and uh violence but from what i've heard like i haven't been out there myself um but from what i've heard it's been mostly peaceful since and what i've heard is that at least from the side of the protesters is that it's the police who are instigating all the violence and you know throwing tear gas and you know beating people and just recently the president sent federal troops in to restore order like if you listen to the president you think that the entire town is um under siege by anarchists but it's really just isolated to a small section of town like the um, police headquarters they go out to um scream at the police every night or whatever and, um or the federal building and donald trump is really you know concerned about making sure the federal building doesn't become damaged so you know there's been footage i've seen of unidentified troops just 
detaining people and throwing them in vans and who know who knows where they go and you know what happens and our mayor our governor has vocally said that we don't want them here but i'm not sure what power they have to um you know kick the federal troops out our mayor our mayor is a pretty unpopular mayor um and you know a lot of people i guess aren't really expecting much of him and one of our um I don't know if we call it a city council or what, but one of our council members was saying, you know, if you're not going to do anything, give me control of the police. And But the police have been some of the ones, you know, down here since May, you know, clashing with protesters. So I don't know, you know yeah. how it's going to resolve itself. But uh, it seems like the federal troops being involved is only emboldened protesters to do more like maybe lit a fire under them. I don't know if mm-hmm. you saw the video of the lady who, um, I was out in the street <laughs> and spread and Eagle. Flashed, yeah. Flashed. Yeah, I did. Oh, I, saw, I, did awesome. not. I will. I will. Oh God. Okay. I'll put the link in the chat. <laughs> um, it's yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> that so you, is so you, very so you, Portland. Yeah. So you buried the lead. You, you, I, I'm shocked. You, you said Trump lied about something. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 I think maybe getting there. I, I just don't get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a, a lying, lying liar that lies lied. <laughs> Somebody who's grossly um, uninformed and, and doesn't read things lied. <laughs> what? That's crazy. So, did you all hear that he is sending troops to Chicago and yes. another city too? Right. Yeah. Oh, oh I mean, I guess. God. I guess this is like the next point on our tip towards like <laughs> dictatorship, yeah. but it's, it is, you have to, you know, really remark on the hypocrisy. I, that's the thing is like, if people are going to be terrible, just, just be honest about it. It really gets me when people are hypocritical because you yes, have where are the, the party of small government sending in federal troops and then, of course, the other parallel of, like, you have people complaining about masks and that infringing upon your personal liberty, but they don't seem to care if these federal troops are coming in and, like, whisking people away to undisclosed places. It's just, it boggles the mind. Like, the inconsistency bothers me. Just, like, like well, if you're going to if you're gonna pick, a, like, a, a, a way to think about something, just be consistent. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's like to take that a step further. It's like mm-hmm. it's the state's rights in dealing in, with how they're handling COVID and the making sure that their hospitals are stocked with PPE and such. Like the government doesn't want to step in on that. But yet this is what they want to step in on. Like what's it's talk about it's, hypocrisy. It's a terrible <laughs> like, it's strategy. state's rights or it's not. Well, it's a terrible so I strategy. Would be, I would say they're being very consistent. They're consistently if it's about them. Right. Right. Yeah, like where's that well armed militia that's supposed to protect us from the federal government and they're just sitting by laughing, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Y'all wanted to have your guns so bad for your militias, so Right. So the people with the Where you at? The people with the store, the bomb shelters or the, uh, that are stocked up for the apocalypse are the same ones that couldn't stay inside for two fucking weeks <laughs> or, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Just need to go to a bar and order a Bud Light. Which, oh my god! I mean, to take this to take this further, like if those if those like sort of crazy people like actually acted violently against the government, that would be totally messed up. Even if I don't agree with sending in the federal troops, like that would be you know, anti-American tyrannical, like that would not be okay. Yes. However, they're still okay with like the Confederacy having done that and (laughs) wanting to keep up the statues for that. It's just, yeah. Again, consistency people just be consistent. Right. That's all I ask. And it's also, you have to think it's probably a political strategy for Trump as well is he is very down in the polls right now. Like (laughs) suburban, uh, suburban white women have left him. Um, Suburban, suburbanites in general have left him. It's, it's really just like, you know, 
non-college educated white men that are still kind of there and even that some of them are like i think starting to like like lose lose it for the cause although not according to my next door page but that's a whole other story um <laughs> i know i know <laughs> the judges um but no it's a terrible strategy because you know he's he's also way down amongst you know the the older demographics the people that i think that they were relying on and I think he's trying to create images of, you know, making portraying the po- protest that once, you know, the after they tear gassed everybody in the national in the uh, national mall to get their Bible upside down Bible photo op, uh, you know, I, I that really turned a lot of people off, and you know, I think everything kind of calmed down in the because it's been what fifty five, fifty six days of protests at this point, and the last month has been very peaceful, and you haven't really heard much about them, and then. Uh, we have these, and it's not even that they're federal troops, it's that they're not even marked. So mm-hmm. people didn't know if they were like mercenaries, it was, you know, if Eric Prince was like, if they were the crazies from the bunkers. If they were right, the crazies right. from the bunkers. Like they, like they those didn't. Car protesters. How right. Scary. Like they have no idea who was kidnapping them off the streets, literally right. forcing them into unmarked vans and detaining them. Like, and, and just no idea. So I think he's trying to create um like an anti law and order order law and order sorry um sometimes my accent makes me whatever but i think he's trying to create like this narrative to try to bring in to fear monger and bring in some of the older people back to him or some of the people who he lost because of his mishandling of the pandemic and i think this is his him trying to like create something so he could be like it's not ms-13 it's antifa look what they're doing and they're going to do this to all of your cities and this is what's going to happen if you defund the police and it's i don't even know how many people are buying it at this point i don't know i feel like some people maybe are but like some people watch the handmaid's tale they get it hopefully <laughs> <laughs> the only well, very reminiscent <laughs> the only thing i disagree with you on with that colleen is i don't think he has any idea what a narrative is all right. Okay. I think I think Stephen Miller and Jared Kushner and Bill Barr yes. are trying to do yes. something. Right, but he does not. He just does things. And I, well, anytime you try to assign reason, yeah, to him, I think you're giving him too much credit. That's very well, true. I I think once upon a time he was able to carry a full narrative because it's you know yes he's unqualified in just about every way possible, but. In his heyday, he is an incredible marketer. And that's how we got here in the first place. Of but people knowing, are sick of that shit. Yeah. But I think we're now seeing, you know, read read whatever you want. But, like, we're seeing a, a, a Trump that is becoming unhinged by the second. So, so yes, I think he no longer can hold the thought. But he's and still right, trying to play a- from the same playbook, even though he's – his mental capacity is because is, that's is his not mental capacity because maybe where it once was stoking fear causing sowing chaos pitting people against each other that's always been that's always been his playbook because he's right, a narcissist because he's a sociopath because he's mm-hmm. just a fucking scumbag and i think at this point with all it just people aren't they're sick of it they're they're mm-hmm. sick of it like i I know. I, so. I know my to. family. I I don't know if they're going to vote for him or not. I <gasps> I, I expect it's going to go half and half. I, I expect at some point. Ooh. I don't know. Killing babies after they're born is going to come back into play, and it's going to get the Catholics back in line or something. I I'm not really sure, but I do know that my family has stopped watching the news because I think that like that you know they they just they know it's wrong, and I don't think that they can handle it and. And I, and I have to imagine that there's a lot more like swing voters that, you know, generally they're right leaning independents that, you know, tend to vote, you know, more conservatively for certain things. I think that a lot of them are, are not buying it and they're sick of it. I mean, aren't we all tired of, you know, being at home? <laughs> I, I think a big- there's no plan. Sorry, go ahead. That's all right. No, I think a big piece of all of this touches on little bits and pieces that we've heard just in the last few minutes. It's like this government is, and especially this crazy president, they're sowing seeds of fear. And they've always been sowing seeds of fear. And when we look at what's happening in Portland, and we look at what's been happening all throughout, not just this pandemic, but all throughout 
the last, you know, three and a half crazy years is we think about how they're trying to make everybody fearful and angry and reactionary. And, you know, it's good to hear, Colleen, that maybe some people in your life are maybe moving more toward a middle lane, because I feel like one of the biggest problems we're dealing with, and one of the things that makes me want to bang my head against the wall and makes me want to give up in some senses and say, I can't do anything about it is that people have chosen their lane. And no matter what they hear, they're not willing to shift into a different lane. And so there are people in my life, and I've been questioning a friendship very much, which has been weighing on my mind so much that I've had nightmares about it. Because I feel like no matter what you say to somebody, they don't listen to you. They only want to confirm their own narrative. And, you know, someone was asking me about this call that we're on tonight. And I was saying a lot of us are like-minded. There are a few people in political overflow who maybe have some differences of opinion. And there are some of us here who have certain issues that we feel strongly about. But a lot of us are very like-minded, which is great. And I'm happy to have it. But what do we do about those people who, and I'm going to be very ethnocentric and egocentric right now, but what do we do about those people who are wrong? They're just flat out wrong. They're believing fake news. They're, and they're claiming that we are the ones who are making the fake news, but they're believing things that aren't real. And, and we end up in situations that are dangerous, like what's happening in Portland, like what's been happening throughout. So anyway, I know that was a long rambling speech, but I want to figure out ways that we can help people to actually see what's real. I don't know if anybody watched John Oliver last night, last week, tonight. Oh, it's new? It is oh, new. Cool. I just watched yes. it today. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, so I was going to say, the end of John Oliver, when he had all the celebrities like Alex yes. Trebek on there. It's John like, Cena. You don't what I say, listen to what draw, or yeah, it was really good what he did at the end. Mm. Oh, I'm going to watch it, was, it as soon as we're done. It was yeah, great. It was really good. Okay. His point was about um, people believing conspiracy theories. And so then he got all these celebrities like John Cena and Alex Trebek and um, um, who uh, was the O'Hara. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to put the link. I'm going to put the link to this website. It's called the true, true, true something or other. I'm going to put it in the chat. Okay. I say that the true, true, true truth. And they're talking about how people should not believe what they see and they should really try to figure it out themselves. So anyway. Well, and you know what, though, that is something that uh, that is something that I think both sides do. Um, because today we had that uh, that shooting with the, the judge, the federal judge in New Jersey. And right. uh, so I'm sure everybody here has heard, but for if anybody who has listening uh, hasn't heard it yet, um, there was a, uh, a shooting. So yesterday, somebody dressed up as a FedEx delivery man um, shot and killed the 20-year-old son of a federal, uh, federal circuit judge in uh, New Jersey and uh, injured her husband. And um, she had handled some high profile cases and uh, immediately people latched onto the fact that she was assigned to the Deutsche Bank um, Epstein stuff um, mm. uh, just a few days ago. And, you know, all, the, instantly the internet, um, everybody was like, that's it. You know, it's it's the Epstein stuff. It's coming out, blah, 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 blah. And then it turns out that it was actually uh, a lawyer who was a men's rights activist who had tried a case before her in 2015 and was just, she was just assigned another case. And his case was, uh, he's the person who's appeared on Fox News actually for suing bars and nightclubs for having ladies nights because you know hashtag equality <laughs> and that made them like I know I know I know I know so uh but you know and I think one of the cases that he had I don't know if it was the 2015 one or the new one was on um the all-male draft in the military um <clears throat> so anyway uh, it turns out this person they believe is responsible because he committed suicide and he was found with a package with her name on it and a FedEx uniform like in his car and he had killed himself um, in upstate New York. And 
the internet was like very much, you know, we refuse to believe that a woman hating uh, attorney that, you know, had a relationship with her previously and he had manifestos where he actually named her in them about how much he hated her and other women could be responsible for this. And it was like, I don't believe it. It's, it has to be the Deutsche Bank connection. And it's like... I think it was Mike who pointed out, he was like, don't you think that people that are professional bad guys would do a better job of like intimidating a judge than like sloppily in front of witnesses killing like her family like and then killing themselves? And it's like, yes. So it's like people want to believe conspiracy theories, but like by peddling something that very obviously has a A to B to C connection, I think gives more power to conspiracy theories, which then gives more power to the right to believe conspiracy theories, which then, like, I don't know, puts us all in a really dangerous place. Like, maybe don't give power to things when there's an obvious answer. Like, it's it's just, it's very frustrating to me in general. Sorry, I got long and rambly here, but, like... Yeah, this, that's exactly what John Oliver was saying last night. When there's okay. a big event, we want, like, a Ignore big me, explanation, and we don't want to accept, like, a simple explanation for it. Mm. Just like, what, like, why is it hard to believe that uh, a misogynist would want to kill a woman and actually go through with it? Like that happens every day. What, a misogynist <laughs> with like violent writings about women. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, that's like uh, yeah, his that's resume makes time. too much sense. If the past three years have taught us anything, is that the sensical solution is not the right one. <laughs> The when somebody shows you, it's just—it's just not right. <laughs> when somebody shows you who they are, believe him. In this case, this dude yeah. <laughs> said, "I hate this judge." His yeah. resume said he was an anti-feminist lawyer. Blah blah blah. Like I don't know. Feels pretty obvious to me. <laughs> yeah, right. You have a manifesto. You're usually not up to anything good. What? <laughs> What'd you say? Wait, I caught the—I missed the first part of of what you said, Matt. Like if if you're a person with a manifesto, odds <laughs> yeah. are you're not. I will, you know what? I will. I think I will argue with you there. I feel like maybe in contemporary society, yes, that has been the case. But there was a time when you know, like the surrealist manifesto, they weren't calling for violence per se. They were remarking on. The crazy but that was a world, group's but. manifesto. He's he's talking <laughs> about like art. as opposed to one one individual soul. <laughs> no, but like written mostly by one one person. Just saying, just saying. Now it is this. I I see the argument, but yeah. Once upon a time, man, manifestos. We need to take them back. They're not what they used to be. <laughs> a manifesto on that. <laughs> yes, my manifesto right. of why uh, we need to reclaim manifesto. <laughs> My manifesto advocating for peace and equality. God damn it. <laughs> See? So we, like just it. to go back to Ro for a second, because she, she had a question about what do we do? And Yes, sorry. And, and, and I will, unfortunately, Ro, there's not much you can do. Um, you know, people have, have what they think. Um, they, they typically, especially when you get down to this core group that we're at now, um, the 37%, as I like to call them. Just watch Fox News. Who or don't, OAN who now. Don't even live in an area that, that has news necessarily. That's one of my big, I, this was many years ago when I started traveling a lot. But I got out of the Washington area and I saw newspapers. And there would be a single column of national news. And that's all the national news that people got. And wow. I'm used to a newspaper mm-hmm. with national news and a single column on local news. Um, you know, they, so so they don't get the information. What they get is filtered through the Fox News network and similar networks. And they and they want to believe um, that they're that, that they have a that there is something about them that makes them special. And so they're going to believe somebody who tells them. Especially the you know, going down to the base now, the white males, for the most part, that they're going to get power, that they're losing their power. This is you know, it's everybody else's fault, um, and easily, easily manipulated. What we can do is speak when we have a chance to speak and vote. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think it, voting is the big. I one. think pushing back on people is also important. I know there's a time and a place for it because. 
social media is often not always a time and the place, but like that dude that I argued with on my next door page and, you know, who point was, you know, being just a complete dick to everyone and like masks are political and blah, blah, blah. And I simply said, look, dude, everyone in my family voted for Donald Trump and every single one of them wears a mask when they leave the house. It's not political. You're just telling yourself that like to justify the fact that you think it's cool to put people's lives at risk. You're an asshole. Like, and, and that's when that person deleted all his posts and, you know, gave, I, I think I tweeted the screen cap on Twitter. He was just like, yeah. you're picking well, on a kid, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you said you're 22, so you're not a kid. <laughs> I know, but then, like, to be fair, he probably went and wrote a manifesto. And, <laughs> like, but seriously, true. but no, like, I mean, I think... I blocked him because I was actually scared of him. <laughs> yeah, no, and rightly so. I mean, I think there are definitely a lot of people that you kind of, it's kind of hopeless or maybe the situation will present itself, but I just try not to interact. I know that my um, main strategy when I disagree with somebody on something that I know I'm right about or that I have the clear moral ground about is to shame them and I also know that that is 100% not effective and actually the opposite of effective but I can't Ooh, yes. help myself um but maybe more like empathic listening <laughs> like you're supposed to find common ground and then go from there and like little by little but oh my god that takes so much empathic energy. listening doesn't always work with these folks I'm honestly True. like because I tried that for a long time and it doesn't always yeah. work um, shaming them also doesn't always work. Uh, this happens. It's like been shown in studies that it's like it, people do not respond well to that. I get it, but right. I wish but that they did because they wait. should feel shame. But right. when you speak like no truth. one likes to be told they're wrong and immediately makes them shut down. But sometimes you just can't help it when they just really are truly they wrong. Just really are wrong. I'm sorry. I don't know like, how else to say it to you. There when are you certain that, like there are so many areas of gray in the world, but like things like. You know, putting kids in cages, like, it's not, there's no room for great there. It's oh, I, just, I hate, I hate the people that are like. We should all agree that that's just not okay. <laughs> I know there's a side note, and I know that I've been going off on this for, like, two years, but I hate the people that are like, well, their parents should have brought them here. Well, their parents, they're, yeah. well, they broke the law. Well, Obama didn't. It's like, mm, wrong, wrong, There's no wrong. well but, um, yeah. There, mm. It doesn't. It does, that also does not take away from the fact that there are <laughs> yep, children that have still not been reunited with their parents, and it's still happening today. Because there, as I think you guys all watched John Oliver, as you've seen, it was John Oliver, right? Who pointed out the fact that, or maybe it wasn't John Oliver. Uh, uh, it might have been on Deconstructive Podcast actually that I heard it. But like, they're giving people the option now: you can either be separated or you can go back home. Like, if you're separated. The parent gets deported. The kid can stay here. Uh, if they opt to stay together, mm -hmm. then they have to leave. And that's what's going on right now. So we really, it hasn't gotten better. Like, maybe they're not no. forcefully ripping them apart, but, like, they're still not giving them, like, the option. Like, they're still not honorary, honoring, like, international agreements for refugee laws and all of that. Like, it's it's still happening. Right. Um and because there's so much else shit going on, the news isn't covering it because there's exactly. so many other things to talk about. But exactly. speaking of the news, I mean, I will say like, um, like Jen, you were talking about the difference between when you go to a small town and you see what their newspaper is like. I mean, even just the other night we were watching just like American news and then and then I changed the channel at one point just to like, I think it was like BBC International. And it was like, oh, Right. This is what my news experience used to be like. There's like, you know, a little bit on like stuff that's going on in the U.S. And then there's like all this other shit going on in the rest of the world. Like, who knew? Right. Mm -hmm. No, I, I was I was talking to um, my sister-in-law yesterday who lives in Israel. And she's off on this whole tangent about you wouldn't believe what's happening here. You couldn't imagine it. We're having these protests and the government is shooting water at these protesters. And you wouldn't believe what's going on with Netanyahu. And you wouldn't believe how terrible it is. And you would. And I and I mean, she was just on and on and on. And I, and at, at one point and there is a little bit of a language barrier. I mean, she speaks English. I don't speak Hebrew, but still, you know, after about three or four minutes, I just I wanted to scream 
No, actually, I would believe it. I would exactly <laughs> I do, I do it. know. And 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 I, I couldn't even say anything, but eventually I said, yes, you know, oh Trump. And then she was like, Oh, I guess maybe you have some similarities. I'm like, you think? <laughs> Wait, did you say, hey, oh. why don't you replace the water with tear gas and then we can talk? <laughs> right. Rubber and, bullets. And, yeah. and rubber bullets. Rubber bullets. Tear gas. Yeah. Everything. But it goes back to what you were all just saying, Amanda. I think what you just said as well, that there's so many huge issues. We can't give them all coverage. Kids in cages. Um People being systematically, you know, killed, coronavirus, climate crisis. There's these huge issues. And then there's tiny little issues, too. How do we address them all? We can't. And yes, we've got to vote. I agree with Joanne on that. I agree with all of you on that. But man, sometimes it's friggin' exhausting. I mean, it is exhausting. Yeah, and I and I agree that it's hard to cover everything, but I think that we could do an exceptionally better job at it because when you watch, when you have like any news channel on, it's like the same three stories over and over and over, and they don't, and it's like repeat images, and they're saying the same thing in a slightly different way, and then there's like maybe one tiny thing added to it. It's like that's a lot of airtime that you could actually be investigating other things, reporting on other things actually talking about other things but i think some of those things maybe they don't think is going to sell as well or well, just to go back to that's it ex- but that's it that is it exactly that it, in the same way that we have privatized healthcare we have commercialized television and more specifically the news so a lot of entities just they have to do what's going to get them ratings because ratings is what gets them sponsors which what's is what pays the bills and keeps the lights on so it's well, it's hard to have fair and balance when you know you're forever chasing the carrot. Right. I, mean, I I don't understand why the Portland story to go back to where we started is not a bigger it's not a bigger thing. As you pointed out like that's we're like halfway to authoritarianism right here like I mean mm-hmm. that's not great and like the people who are posting <laughs> memes on Facebook who are like uh, wearing a mask, being told to wear a mask is taking away your personal liberties, and America has become a has become a, a like socialist state. And I'm like, a that's not socialism because if we <laughs> because were they socialist, would buy it, they would give us the masks. Would, I was like, exactly. Buy them for <laughs> give everyone the masks no, but, for free. <laughs> but I was just like, yes, America, the country of uh, privatized health care and. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like twelve hundred, twelve hundred dollars to get through an undisclosed amount of <laughs> of a shutdown of unemployment is, you know, is socialist. But okay, Karen, cool. But like, <laughs> it is, it it just it just boggles the mind. Like, there are certain things that I think the press. And you know, Amanda, you're, it's all about money and whatever. But like, there are certain things that the press does have a responsibility to tell us about, and that's why I love. I I know, I know, unpopular opinion, but that's why I love like Twitter is because you generally can like get the more left stories out there. And I, I can't believe that I'm actually classifying like hearing about the Portland. The you know the government kidnapping people in Portland is a left a leftist story now where it really it should be like every libertarian in the world like I'm waiting for Nick's Facebook post about it but like I don't understand I was gonna like, ask mm. <laughs> you have the most contact with the uh, I'm just teasing I'm with- just teasing I love teasing him but like I again like it, it this should be a bigger story because this is not great. <laughs> it's just it's. Uh, I have a libertarian friend that I went to high school with, and I, I had to unfollow him because he has some views that are just way too. <laughs> like he's really against Black Lives Matter, and he's, I don't know, but yeah, I was went to his page yesterday just to see what he's saying about what's happening in Portland, and guess what? He said absolutely nothing about it. Not surprised. <laughs> Again, just consistency. That's all I ask. <laughs> well, I You're gonna I, like follow an ideology. Just be fucking consistent, if nothing else. What do I always say about uh, libertarians, Shandy? Like privately, what do I always say is like they're Republicans that are scared to be Republicans. <laughs> yeah, I always say they're they, like they re- fence sitters. Mm. They just want to sit on the fence and. <laughs> 
They're both right. just as bad. <laughs> but you know what? They're they're always the ones. They're the people that we were talking about that, or or because I, I was going to mention this before is there are certain people, and I think this is part of the thirty seven percent that just want to be the victim. They have the persecution complex, like they just want to play victim and. Some of them are going to sit on the fence, but they're always going to fall to the side that's least popular because they want to, like, you know, cry and make a big scene about how nobody likes them. So then everyone can be like, oh, no, you're a great person. We can all disagree. We're all friends. And it's like, motherfucker, if you're okay with, like, the military kidnapping people and not identifying where they're from or children being ripped from their parents and locked in cages, then... I don't know. Maybe you're just wrong and you're a terrible person. You're not a good person. You suck. Like you suck. Oh, and somebody should tell you that you suck. <laughs> reflection. Yeah, exactly. No, it's yeah. I think like the, like you were saying, Colleen, libertarianism, it's like they're, they've read the room enough to realize that <laughs> calling themselves they, a Republican would make them look like an asshole. Right. right. They, they, they don't like not, religion. They also don't like religion and they have a gay friend. So they're okay. Right. Right. <laughs> like, but for me, it's like, it's all the same, like Republican, libertarian, same, same, you know, it's slightly different philosophies within an overarching selfish and gross like way to see the world. A slightly different shade of gray. Yeah. A slightly different shade of awful, basically. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to, you know, get all ragey there for a second. But like, for the record, if you're okay with that stuff, you are a terrible person. Maybe, (laughs) I don't know, maybe just listen to other people's experiences. Like, I know. And that's the thing is telling them that they're a terrible person when it's like verifiably and objectively true because of the issues that you just talked about. That is not an effective strategy because, again, it gets back to shaming them. And apparently shame doesn't work. And I just think that that's really too bad that humans are hardwired that way because, man. Um, Will, have you been to any of the protests to, like, see these secret police or anything or? Oh, no. Oh, oh okay. no. Yeah, I'm muted myself. Are. Sorry. <laughs> Now, I, there's a part of me that feels bad for not being out there protesting every night, but I'm also very paranoid about coronavirus, and I'm kind of, you know, immunocompromised, and I'm kind of really afraid to, you know, get sick out there, even though I'm hearing that not, you know, it's not really spreading amongst the protesters that much because they're being careful. But no, I haven't been out there, but I do watch some of the live feeds every night that are, that I see on Twitter and Facebook, and some of my friends have been out there. Yeah, th- oh. do, do not do not hold do not be safe to yeah. yourself. You know, yes, they they are mostly safe, but if you're compromised right now, is not the time to, to do things that that don't save yourself. And, yeah, there are plenty uh, of ways to be part of the movement that don't right. involve being yeah. out in the streets. If you yes, yes. if you definitely are of, yeah, exactly. like there's but plenty of other ways you can contribute. It is interesting though to note because. That's definitely something that I've heard also is that the rise in cases is not significantly due to the protests mm-hmm. it's because most of the protesters are wearing masks. Like once again, come back to, um, I don't know, Darwinism. Like, yeah, they're wearing masks. They're facing the same way. They're outside like they're. And what the right side way. of the aisle are most of the protesters? On? I'm just saying. Just so. <laughs> In this case, yeah. Um, well, the other thing is, one of the things I don't like is when uh, people say, well, the higher numbers in some of these rural, rural states are the COVID, and Florida are the COVID parties. The COVID parties are doing it. Like, it's the young people doing the COVID parties. And I'm like, how many young people do you have in this state? Like, Guess what? I mean, it's Florida not particularly. Come now. Like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Sorry, that was a very um, that was a very poor taste joke. I apologize. Oh. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, good night, Will. <laughs> oh, good night, uh, Will. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Um, but so, it, so I, but I, I think it is. You are. It is more being driven by younger people in 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 some states, but that's but that doesn't mean it's okay. There's, there's no even if it's a younger person, they don't know what effect it's going to have down the road, and and just because just because they had the sniffles, 
Yeah, for right. Stiff, yep. yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, our, our wonderful president. The way that <laughs> I, the way that Tennessee, the, so the Tennessee numbers, they said last week, towards the end of last week, that the three counties that were the highest were Nashville, Davidson County, where Nashville is, Shelby County, where Memphis is, and then the county I live in, Rutherford, was the third. And those three counties made up 50% of Tennessee's numbers. Well, wow. Rutherford, we just issued a mask mandate today that doesn't mm. start till Wednesday. We just were one today? of the first counties to open up. Yep. Our kids are going back to school in three weeks. Good God. And oh like God. we have the option to distant, distant learn. But today I was on a call with the school district where they were answering questions. And 7% of the kids in the county have already opted in to do the distant learning of all the schools. So anyone, if you were in Nashville and you wanted to go out and go have a Bud Light at a bar or whatever, you would just come to my county because we're open for business. We don't no. care. Yeah. yeah. And when I go to Walmart, it's like half the people don't have masks. It's like, what are you doing? Well, and I think that's what they're saying. It is like, regardless of age. Um, and I know I've even been guilty of making jokes about spring break in Florida. And obviously it's not good to like be traveling, but um you know, across the country to go on a beach and have a vacation. But um, I think what they're saying is really affecting it is being in a, an enclosed space. So if restaurants, dining restaurants are opening up, then I think that's where this is coming from. And yeah. And in Nashville, they lifted um, like whatever stage four, three that they're on right now to reopen. The bars are reopened. And there was a video and news um, anchor posted that he was on Broadway Friday night. And it was just, he drove down Broadway and there was people everywhere on the streets. The bars were open, all the honky tonks, no one had on a mask. No one was away from each other. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, It's like, we're never going to make it to this. You know, there is the second wave is worse, but it's like, we're never going to make it. We're never going to make it to the second wave if we can't just buckle down and just do what we're supposed to. Right. Doesn't everybody want nice things? I know. (laughs) It's like to a certain extent, I, you know, I, part of me, no. Okay. None of me understands why people are upset at being told they have to wear a mask, but at the same time, you shouldn't have to be told. You should just do it because it's protecting you and it's protecting others around you. It's like, if everyone just took it as their response, their responsibility as a, active participant of our society we wouldn't have to have a mandate yeah that's the whole problem though with libertarianism and that sort of mindset and that's like what is wrong with what's going on right now is that there isn't that care for others and there isn't that concern for like being part of society for me libertarianism is completely asocial anti-social it like you're not wanting to be part of a society mm. even though you're reaping all the benefits because libertarians are not just like out there roughing it by themselves let's be clear right. but yeah you have to have that mindset that's why the mask is the perfect symbol of like do you care or are you selfish mm-hmm. yeah and let's let's bring it full circle back to when we were talking about the hypocrisy of things because people people want to say oh it's okay for your store to say they're not going to serve me because I'm gay or it's okay for you to say, you know, um, uh, I lost my train of thought from the other thing I was going to say, but, 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 but for me, my government can't tell me to wear a mask. Oh, I know the other thing that I was going to say was, and it's okay for my company not to provide my people with, with birth control pills, Mm -hmm. but we are going to pay for your Viagra. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that this we're we're full circle, the hypocrisy of it all. Mm -hmm. And this garners more and more frustration. And then again, here we are. What do we do? Because everybody's back in their own lanes. Right. Right. I don't know. And it's, it's like when someone is so set and so unwilling to see that, hypocrisy it's yeah it is it's hard to try and make someone turn on a light when they don't want to as they said in the dark night one of them some people just like to see the world burn yeah i don't know who said it i just know that quote is from there that was a dark night oh he said it okay (laughs) no alfred 
Alfred. Oh, okay. Yeah, Michael Caine. Oh my. Yeah, God. I know Michael Caine. Know, Is he problematic? Crazy. I hope he's not problematic. I love him in Miss Congeniality, and he's Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh. Great. The best of the Christmas carols. Can we all just, yeah. if we agree on nothing, can we all agree that Muppet, Muppet Christmas, Christmas Carol, Carol is, is the, the best, best of it the sure Christmas is. carols? 100%. 100%. Okay. Jigs. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Common ground. Uh, we did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but God, let me just live in the next 30 seconds before somebody tells me how problematic he is. I'm sure he is. He's an old. Now I'm just thinking about the Christmas Carol and how it's a timeless story of a Republican finally <laughs> learning to care about something other than himself. It's part of the <laughs> liberal socialist agenda. He probably is a libertarian. <laughs> no, it's part of the liberal socialist agenda that he shares all his wealth at the end. <laughs> or yeah, I, as I, we got like a quick, to... I got a quick question for everybody a slightly different subject but along the lines of, of, of our wonderful president anybody anybody take the test no but the test is going around mm. online and it's I saw it, right I, it was started. it was tough it was tough I, I had a hard time but I aced it I I can tell what a camo rhino and an elephant are yes I can get it out hold on my favorite. I knew you were smart. <laughs> my absolute favorite part of the uh, Chris Wallace Donald Trump interview from this past week that aired on July nineteenth uh, was when they're arguing about the cognitive test, and he's like, "Well, the questions at the end are really hard." And Chris Wallace is like, "Well, one of them is like counting backwards from a hundred to by seven, and Trump keeps going, and Wallace is in the back, and he's like." 93. <laughs> and, and it's no, and it's multiple choice. I didn't even realize this. It's not just <laughs> choice. It's multiple choice. <laughs> and it really says something where the president of the United States thinks that counting backwards from seven is hard <laughs> because you just go by multiples, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And it's, it's right there in front of you. You have four choices. I was thinking that would be hard to do in my head, but like with multiple <laughs> choice, forget it. No, sorry. No excuse, sir. It's like answer A, 95, 90, <laughs> 99, also, 90, Good old fashioned math. Like, yep. you, you got your tools to do it right here. That's what she said. And yet he's proud. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm here for the next. Uh, Did you, okay, if Joanne minutes. took it, I, I saw it right before we were going to start. And I do, I do need to take it. I really want to. <laughs> It's only what, like eleven questions or something crazy like that. It's not even that. I heard the last five are a doozy. What I I'm on good authority. People are saying. Yeah, BBC. The BBC told me. People told me the last five. Okay. Oh my god. (laughs) It takes about five seconds. Really fast. Really not hard. (laughs) Oh. So what we really need to do? Chris Wallace said. Honestly, I think that every president should take. In real time, like live for everyone, the immigration test that Frank had to take. Yeah. Yes. Like you, you should know basic shit. And you know that Donald Trump doesn't know, like, you know, A, A we all know he's never actually read the Constitution at this point. <clears throat> Constitutional scholars that also happen to be conservative. <clears throat> Just saying. Second, like... I don't know. He's dumb. The end. It just, it, I mean, I think he could actually stop that sentence that he's never read. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's ever finished an entire book in his whole life. Yeah. Hey, Maybe remember that? Night Moon. I, I don't but know it was read to him. No, <laughs> according to Mary Trump, nobody ever read him Good Night Moon or anything else. Yeah. Excer- excerpts from that book and the stuff that I've heard on podcasts about that book are absolutely, like, awful. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he hasn't even read his own book. Oh, yeah. Well, we all know that. I don't think he's read The Art of the Deal. I don't think he's even read it. (laughs) Uh, Remember that time? Too long to read. Remember that time that uh, the Russians were killing Afghani mercenaries to kill our soldiers and it just kind of faded away? That feels like so long ago. That was like last week. That fell into like the murder hornet category of the news cycle this year. Yeah. I mean that was that was a, that's pretty awful. Yeah, that's a pretty really huge and by story. pretty awful I mean that's actually fucking terrible. And any other president would be 
Well, of course, we know that like Bush and Cheney would be like, war? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, I, I feel like anybody else. Like, do they have oil? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Who has oil? It was their fault. <laughs> just, uh, but he hasn't I even just, said I anything other than fake news. I just watched the Rumsfeld documentary. Um, oh. Is it on uh, Netflix? Um, yeah, it's on, I believe it's on Netflix. Um, shoot, I can't remember the name. Um, but it was funny, it was at the end, the, the, the documentation or said, uh, so why are you doing this? He says, I don't really know. Because, he, yeah, the, he was clearly not being, he wasn't made out to be a wonderful person in this. And, and yet, mm. willing to sit down with this guy. And he was, he was, it was, so it was well done in terms of really pointing out things about him. But um, So he's a narcissist too. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the last couple of minutes here, everybody go out and take the test. Maybe we can all compare scores. Hopefully. Yes, Matt. The uh, the unknown known is is the name of the uh, documentary. Is documentary. Okay, the unknown yeah. known. The unknown known. That sounds like the royal juror. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, my Errol juror. Very famous documentarian. Errol yeah. Morris. Mm. Yeah. In blue line. Oh, yeah. Which I also have never seen. I should get on that. Great movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've heard. Other things that happened real quick over the last week. Um, the Roger Stone commutation. Wasn't that like within the last week? Uh, uh, yeah, I, it's I really it, hard to, to figure out time sometimes. That happened within the last week, right? Us too, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I think it was last Friday because it was like a, a one of the Friday night news dumps. Mm-hmm. Um, but we oh, also getting so good at those the Friday night news dump. Yeah, but everybody's on to them because just like with everything else they do, they never change up the playbook, and it's getting easier and easier to catch on. Um, right. uh, John Lewis uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which, Congressman Lewis, which was really sad. Um, oh, that was tough. I know that one was a tough one. Um, did you guys see? Uh, and I think Matt just pointed out in the chat. <laughs> Matt Gates. No, Matt, not Matt Gates. Marco Rubio tweeted uh, this like in memoriam thing to John Lewis, but he put a, of himself and John Lewis, but it was actually a picture of himself and Elijah Cummings, who passed away a couple of months ago. I know, I know. Uh, oh my god! I know, I know, I know. It's time for him to now release like a secret child that's not his. <laughs> But my favorite, so then Twitter took to, you know, did what Twitter does, and they started posting pictures of people that were unrelated, like, to the tweet. And my absolute favorite one was Marco uh, Marco Rubio is having a tough day, and it was a picture of Matt Gaetz. (laughs) I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed. I was like, they're both jackasses, and this is hilarious. (laughs) But anyway... Um, rest in power, John Lewis, because, yeah, uh, hopefully, hey, hopefully they'll rename the bridge after him, except mm-hmm. speaking oh, of I think the, that's got to be a given. The Trump interview, uh, did you guys hear what what he said in the interview with uh, Chris Wallace? No. So he was like, and they want, and the Democrats want to uh, defund education uh, you know, first, you know, they tell us that Columbus was was here in 1619. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, was here in 1492. Oh yeah, yeah he, was like, he was here in 1492. And now they want us to believe something else like the 1619 project. Like, what is that all about? I know. And Chris Wallace is like, um, it's about slavery. And he was like, is it? I mean, they don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> like, no, it's that was the biggest mic drop. But, but remember when he said that people now know about Juneteenth because of him? So Again, yeah. c- consistency. Come off. The mask today. Say like wearing a mask is patriotic now. Yes, apparently. Taking credit for it. Some people <laughs> even say it's the, patriotic. The a long history of this shit. Somebody finally <laughs> told him, like, dude, get people wearing the masks because it's not going to get better. Right. So. Anyway, uh, without further ado, does anybody else have anything that they want to discuss? Otherwise, we can wrap this up on that note. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Calling, did your um, boys decide on if they're going back to school? Is that uh, going back to school? So, 
the virtual so wake county had three options like we talked about um and one of the options so plan a was back to school in full we're not nobody's allowed to do that plan b is a mixture one week on in school two weeks off and plan c is all virtual and then there's the option of enrolling in the virtual academy for either one semester or the whole or the whole year um and we didn't know what to do um we wanted Zachary did okay with the virtual learning, but being so young, like the two hours a day that he had was pretty much his limit. Like it, that was it. And the virtual, the learning had, and the virtual academy, they both had um, five hours of instruction per day. So we were a little worried and thought that perhaps the the plan B going one week on and two weeks off would have been better for him because he would then at least have that in-person instruction from somebody that was in authority that wasn't mommy. Right. Um, for that. But then, you know, there was always that, ang- there was that anxiety all week last week. Like, is that right? Is that not? Then um, the daycare sent home a survey saying that they are looking into having a capped small classroom of K through five students enrolled um, where they would do tutoring throughout the day. You just had to send them in with a tablet with all the um, passwords for like the uh, student stuff online. And so then I was like, oh, that's a good option because again, he'll listen to them a whole lot more. But again, there's the safety concern and what's our privilege versus what is right versus what is, you know, realistic to do versus what is safe. And it was really weighing on me pretty heavy all week. So that's the the thing that we've got to decide now. And I think they need their answer by Friday. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a tough call. It's a hard choice. It is a really it is a really hard choice because at the end, I just want what's best for him. Right. And like his his max was his absolute max was the two hours like he was done by the time we were done with it. And it was tough for him again. And he was just like, why do I have to do this? And I was like, because you have to learn. He was like, that's not a good enough answer. And I was like, I don't know. Do you want to be stupid? (laughs) (laughs) But also the way that the way that we learn things was different than the way they learn it now. The way they learn it now is stupid. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. Like to me, it doesn't make sense when Maddie comes to me with the question, especially with math, she asked me a question and I'm like, I can give you the answer. I can show you the easy way, but you don't know the easy way. You learn the hard way. Go ask your sister. (laughs) I (laughs) I don't get it. But I don't know. We have to see. I feel like I'm leaning towards doing the, the program there just because I feel like for him, that would be the best. I don't know. So... Ask me next week. <laughs> you have time no. to decide. I have time. I have time to decide. Open enrollment for Virtual Academy is closed as of 5.30 today, but it's going to reopen again in a day and a half. <laughs> and then I'll start the process of thinking and being stressed all over again. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, log tangent for me. If anybody out there would like to participate again, um, the Zoom links will be, the link is in uh, all the Facebook groups. Message us or message me if you need it. Um, or you can, if you're friends with somebody on this call, you can message them. You know, we just, all we ask is if you want to participate, you be kind, you be respectful, you don't discount, discredit anybody's learned experience. So if somebody shares a story and that's not how you have experienced it, don't sit there and tell them they're wrong. I don't think that's going to be a problem with anybody. As Amanda pointed out today, this is a discussion, not a debate. So we want to make it a, a place where we can all learn from what each other are saying versus making somebody feel um, that, you know, what they have to think um, doesn't matter. But I will say, if you think that kids in cages and people, the government kidnapping grown adults off the streets is okay, you're still going to be wrong and we're going to tell you that. But I think we're going to be okay here. Uh- <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who joined us. It was really great. Um, I hope you guys had a good time. We will be live again uh, next month for another Broad Topics discussion on Monday, August 17th at 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, again, the link will be everywhere except Twitter because I learned the hard way last time and... That's it. We'll be recording a new episode 
later on today as this comes out on July 21st. Feedback for this, feedback for anything, broadcasters3 at gmail.com. You can give us a call, 331-276-2373. As always, we appreciate pre- appreciate you listening. Um, on that note, my name is Colleen. My name is Amanda. And I'm Shandy. And that's Joanne and Ro and uh, Mandy and Matt and Jim <laughs> And I'm sure Will and was Will. there at some point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Peace out. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.